Hello and welcome to Maps Daily, where every single day of the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend. My name is Bobby Corella. Joining me today, now that we actually have news to break down, it's no longer like our favorite memories or our favorite color or anything. Like we're talking basketball, man. It's Isaac Harris. What's up? Well, so, well, if we're talking about favorite color, it would have to be green, obviously. So, oh wow, okay. Uh, so we could bring green. So we could bring green back, you know, for for the fans and for the people. But Absolutely. yeah, no, no more speculation. I mean, we have an actual schedule. We've been looking forward to basketball. Now we actually have a date, a time, everything for the first Dallas Mavericks basketball game since quarantine happened. Yeah, and. Uh... If you're a loyal listener to the show, which I'm sure I know you are, Isaac, but also the impersonal you is in the listener, then uh, you've already heard us talk about all these games. So we'll, we'll keep this one kind of brief. But uh, earlier, Isaac, you and I were kind of speculating on if the next eight games uh, on the Mavs schedule are indeed the one that they play in Orlando, which all of them are against Orlando opponents, then it would include the following seven teams because they're playing one team twice. And now, as it turns out, that is how the NBA determined the schedule, but they did move a couple of the games around, probably for TV purposes, maybe for some competitive purposes, maybe just for convenience. I have no idea. But uh, the way the schedule shook out is all of the Mavs opponents are the same as they are on the next eight games on their 2019-20 schedule. But the order has been shuffled to uh, the following. So we got Houston on July 31st. That's the first game. And then the Mavs will play Phoenix, Sacramento, the Clippers, Milwaukee, Utah, Portland, and wrap it up against Phoenix for the second time in Orlando. And so um, right off the bat, I mean, again, we kind of like had a pretty good idea that these would be the games that the Mavs would be facing. But um, off the bat, what do you think about kind of like the the quality, the range of opponents, um, you know, without knowing every other team's schedule? I'm sure you haven't looked that deep, but you know, did the Mavs get a, did they get like a good deal or a bad deal or what, what do you think about their schedule? I think it's a little bit in between, you know, if you compare it against somebody like uh, New Orleans, uh, New Orleans, you know, their final six games out of their eight games uh, is Memphis, uh, Sacramento, Washington, San Antonio, Sacramento, Orlando. So wow. if you're picking your <laughs> wow. opponents right there, uh, you would want New Orleans schedule in that. But uh, Dallas, yeah, I mean, I think first thoughts of looking at the schedule the last two games in Portland and Phoenix, that's the first thing that pops out there. And when, you know, even comparing that to somebody like Houston, a team that we want Dallas to try to pass if they can. And, you know, they face Portland and Phoenix, two teams that are outside of the playoffs right now that they're going to have to win a decent amount of games to even have a shot at a play in tournament for the eighth seed. So if they get, you know, a couple games in and Portland, Phoenix, or maybe even both of them, they get half the their eight regular season games in, four or five games in, and they're already mathematically out of it. Will they be playing for anything in game seven or eight? And those games seven or eight could mean a lot when it comes to seeding. And then you look back, you go to a team like Houston, a team that you want to pass, and their seventh and eighth game is against Indiana and Philly. Two teams that could be fighting to the very end of those eight games for seeding purposes. So when you compare it to something like that, yeah, I mean, you can't automatically say, hey, there's the two wins right there for Dallas. You can't do that. But if you had to pick, you know, two opponents to play, you know, and of course, Portland could be playing for, you know, a shot to play in tournament at that point. But 
I would much rather have two of the bubble teams, if we want to say, instead of two teams that are in the middle of the pack of the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, especially because Dame Lillard has already gone on record. And now this was said a month ago. Maybe his opinion has changed. I have no idea. But he said, if there's nothing to play for, then I'm not playing. And Portland would have to be within four games. And I, I guess this is a question. This might already be known. Um, it might be impossible based on the way the schedule will shake out. But would the play-in tournament only be between eight and nine? Or like theoretically, if three teams or four teams were bunched together, would they all play against each other? Or is it only the number nine seed? Because that, that could kind of determine uh, the viability of Portland making the playoffs. Because right now it's, it's bunched up between, you know, Memphis is eighth, clear-cut eighth. And beneath them, it's New Orleans, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio are all like right together. They might even be tied. And then Phoenix is a couple games beneath them. So like there's a chance that all of those teams will be within four games of Memphis. It's unlikely, but if there is, I, I just don't know if there would be a multi-team play-in or if it is just eight versus nine. But either way, like you said, if Portland and Phoenix have been eliminated from contention by then, I find it hard to believe that they would roll out like a typical lineup. Even still, you you have to you still have to beat those guys, and you know the Mavs have struggled against a couple shorthanded opponents this season, and uh, you know some some losing teams got the better of them a few times. So you know you can't take anything for granted. But I would much rather face Portland without Dame than with Dame. I know that's not a hot take, um, but uh, one thing that's really interesting to me, and we, we talked about this a little bit too, like Phoenix is. Phoenix is like the Achilles heel, man. I, I don't know what goes on with uh, with them. I don't, I don't know what kind of pregame meal they're eating before they take on the Mavs. I don't know what it is, but uh, they just somehow they have this team's number. I have to describe it. Um, getting to play them twice, like that eighth game may not matter, but that second game is going to be kind of tough, and, and especially within this context. So you get Houston right out of the gates. And you're a game and a half behind Houston. And so if you want to pass Houston, and of course, everybody's goal, no matter who you're going to play in the first round, everybody wants to move up in the standings, right? So if you want to catch Houston, you have eight games to do it. you got to be two games better than them. You have to win that head-to-head. And then after that, you get Phoenix, you get Sacramento. Those are two teams that are out of the playoffs right now. So if you can beat Houston and then you win those two games, you're 3-0 and and you're in a really good position, you know, going into the part of the schedule where it gets a little thicker. And so... Um, not only how big is that Houston game, but also how can can they go two and zero against Phoenix? Can they go one and one against Phoenix? I mean, like, can the Mavs get a win against Phoenix, Isaac? I th- yeah, I mean, obviously that's what we want. And but you you made a point they're playing Phoenix early in the schedule. They're not going to be out of it in game two. So you know they're still going to be in there in game two, and they're going to be trying as hard as they can, hard as they can in that game and. I think that that game with Houston, it's it's so important. National televi- televised game. Uh, what it's, I think it's on ESPN that that Houston game is actually four out of the eight Mavericks game are on national TV as the Houston game and the Bucks game are both on ESPN. The Clippers games on TNT and the Jazz game is on NBA TV. So that's cool for you know half the Mavs regular season games of this uh, are going to be on national TV, but. Yeah, it's like you said, even compared, I, I know I'm comparing it to just Houston here. You know, they could pass OKC and possibly even Utah if they go hot in these eight these eight games here. But looking at Houston's schedule, they play Dallas in game one. Their second game's against Milwaukee. 
I mean, at this point, um, Milwaukee's going to be wanting to get going, getting their team back going. Their third game's against Portland. They're not going to be out of it by their third game. So that's three straight games there to start it off. And even, I mean, they have the Lakers in game four. So their first four games for Houston, they could, you know, if Dallas could beat them, then the pressure's on as the, when they go against Milwaukee, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league. So I think Dallas could set a tone there for Houston and really kind of scare them a little bit. If they, they beat Houston that game one, then Houston has to play Milwaukee and L.A. two out of their next three games. To They don't want Dallas to pass them in the standings. Yeah, but then as as the, the tough part of Houston's schedule kind of subsides, that's whenever the difficult part of the Mavs' schedule yeah. picks up. So it's an interesting kind of give-and-take thing. In game four, they get the Clippers. Game five, they get the Bucks. Game six, they get the Jazz. And now... Uh, the Jazz will be without Bogdanovich, but um, good friend, big time flex by me, Jonathan Charks says that missing Bogdanovich will hurt Utah, but they still have Joe Ingles, who can kind of do all the same things that that Bogdanovich can do. And so there might not be as big of a drop off for Utah as I think there might be. Uh, but then again, you know, I've been right about a, a couple things in my life, so I, I could be right about this. But either way, that's a game you have to win too because you're two and a half games behind Utah. So if you want to move up, that's a big one. But uh, you said, um, you know, early on Milwaukee is uh, it's it's going to be tough for Houston in the second game. Now in the fifth game, by then I think Milwaukee only needs to win one game or maybe two games in order to lock up home court or not home court, the number one seed. Yeah. Um, and so I would imagine by the fifth game they'll have won twice, or Toronto will have lost once, or whatever, whatever, however the math needs to work. And so yeah. I've been thinking about this, like, the fifth game out of eight, I don't think Milwaukee's going to be resting anybody necessarily. Um, but I wonder, even if you played them last, like, I, I've kind of come around on this. Whenever you and I talked before, I was thinking, if you play them last, they might not play anybody. But I don't know about that. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I, I'm not sure I uh, agree with that because, like, they kind of need to get in shape, right? I mean, you can't yeah. just uh, – I, you you can't just kind of like park the bus and say like, yeah you know we'll, we'll be all right. Uh, you kind of have to get everybody going. I I, I don't know. So I, I feel like no matter when you play a team like Milwaukee or the Lakers, even though they might clinch or the Clippers, you know, I feel like stars are going to appear at least in all eight games. Now, if you're locked into a seed or in a favorable matchup or whatever, then maybe your guys will only play like the first two quarters or something. But um, I don't think anyone's going to get like a DNP rest in these games, except for maybe a second leg of a back-to-back or something like yeah. something. If, if there's really like just a, re- a good reason that you can't play. Yeah. That's the stuff we just don't know. We've just never seen this stuff before. And it's kind of like the opposite of, you know, we talk about rest and stuff a lot in an, in a normal NBA season. And now they've had four months off basically. And now it's like, all right, well, what's too much rest. Now we want them to get going again and playing in these games. So I do think we could see some like preseason type of rotations to where maybe in that last Bucks game, we could see Giannis play the first two quarters or something and then set out the next two quarters or whatever it is. But I agree with you. I mean, what does the Clippers do with Kawhi and Paul George and some of these guys that they try to rest sometimes or they have a schedule for that? And we don't know. I mean, are they going to throw them out there for every game to get them going or and just save it for the playoffs? Or what are they going to do? We we have no clue. That's why even in looking at you trying to make these predictions and these you know schedules, it's so hard in a normal season 
but in Orlando, it's like everything's up in the air. Like anything could happen there. And I mean, even like Milwaukee, yeah, just looking at their schedule, I mean, they have Brooklyn in game three. I mean, you can pretty much mark that a win there, especially with, you know, latest stuff. I mean, Brooklyn, it feels like what DeAndre Jordan's not going to Disney now. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Yeah. Up in the air right now. So, you know, they're missing a lot of their, their good players on their team. So, yeah, I, I think Milwaukee by game five, they should have the one seed locked in by then. But still, they're st- probably still going to roll out Giannis and some of those guys just to get some reps in. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be interesting. And now, uh, one piece of musing, or one, uh, uh, is it a piece of musing or is it just amusing? This is just probably just amusing, right? Yeah, amusing. Yeah. Yeah, because musing is it's not like a pie where like you, you take a chunk out of it. It's just like a, it's like a, an idea. It's like amusing. Yeah. That you can only find here uh, from my dumb mouth on Mavs Daily is uh, Isaac. Seven of their games are scheduled to start at a certain time. The the Phoenix game is to be determined, which I think is awesome. That's the last game. Uh, and you you kind of like the way the, the EPL and soccer leagues and, you know, the NFL does this, I think, too, or at least used to before there were so many night games is last game of the year. Everybody plays at the same time. So that way there's no like um, – gamesmanship as far as like well you know toronto already lost so we've clinched so we're just going to rest everybody like i hope everybody plays at the same exact time or at least all relevant games play at the same time and i'm sure that's how it'll happen but here's where it gets interesting the mavs play of the seven games that are already scheduled they play four quote-unquote day games early starts 5 30 p.m uh is the latest of those 1 30 is the earliest they play three night games. All three night games are on the weekend and all four day games during the week. And so I kind of feel I kind of feel a little bad because like even though, let's face it, I'm not going to a bar or a restaurant, obviously, because of what's going on in the world. But like, you know, I kind of I kind of am I am I wrong to be a little upset about that or uh, or, or what? No, I mean, yeah, I mean. Well, I was going to make a, a Dallas. Anyway, um, no, I mean, you, you can still kick back and enjoy a fun time in your apartment on a on a weekend night. And I, OK, question off the top of your head here. What's the earliest start time that Dallas had over the past like year? Was it like a one thirty Sunday game or a Saturday or? Yeah, I think um, one. I mean, is it or is yeah, some of these well, times some, like some... the earliest they've ever played? In uh, in L.A., they have noon tip-offs, uh, like Pacific time. Or, or Well, yeah, noon Pacific, so 2 Central. At home, they've had – I think they had a 1 o'clock tip-off uh, on a Saturday. If not this season, then definitely last season. So, I mean, it's not totally out of the norm. But, I mean, certainly like a 1.30 p.m. tip on a Tuesday, you're not going to see many of those. Yeah. Yeah, because even looking at, I mean, I, th- I think the league um, obviously looked at of who they want to have on some of these night games for the best ratings because you look at a team like uh, like Brooklyn. These are the start times for Brooklyn, 2-30-2-1-30-9-5-9-1. So, I mean, they, <laughs> they have at least four of those games that are 2-30 or earlier Eastern time, start time. So um, the NBA definitely wants the big names, big market teams on, I mean, you look at somebody like the Lakers seven, I'm pretty sure seven out of their eight games are national TV games. And 
they bring in money. So, I mean, I understand that. And, but that, can we just talk about the, the, the energy that this first game is going to bring Luca, James Harden, Rockets, Mavericks. They obviously moved that, you know, moved that game to the first game for both of these teams. When we were talking about, you know, I forgot where it slotted in, maybe game three or four, if they went by the next eight games, but now it's game one for both of those teams and national TV game on the 31st, you know, they'll tip off on the 30th with a couple games, but then the 31st is the big one with all the other teams, Dallas, Houston, primetime, you know, ESPN, Luca Harden. I mean, there's going to be a lot of eyes on that game. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome game. That's an awesome game. And it's kind of like the two guys that are going to be under the most fire, I guess, throw Jokic in there too, or like the, are they in shape? You know, uh, Instagram sleuths. I mean, Luke and James Harden, right? And so uh, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of interesting that they're they're going to be matched up together. But it, I, I'm very curious about that game because it's unlikely. I mean, it's not unlikely, but it is. It's not very likely that Dallas will play Houston in the playoffs in the first round, at least. You now, like if they both win a series, then sure. But. More likely than not, Dallas will play either the Clippers, the Nuggets, or there's a chance they could play the Jazz if they can move all the way up to fifth. But like, we'll see. It's almost it's almost certainly going to be the Nuggets and the Clippers. Um, but in the event that they do play Houston in the playoffs, or even in this one single game, we only saw Dallas play Houston twice this season. One time, well, both times were in Houston. One time was at the very beginning of the season. Uh, before Harden and Russ really got it figured out. And Dallas was that day kind of – they were like the first or the second team to throw the real hard doubles at Harden. That was like whenever it was kind of a new thing, just like the total kind of disrespect for Westbrook and, and everything. And then Houston ended up finding answers to that, and they went super small ball, and they just started pummeling teams. And at the very beginning of the small ball – in fact, maybe the first game of small ball. I don't remember. It might it was the first or second – they played Dallas, and so it was both teams got new looks kind of for the first time against each other. But the, the one uh, pivotal factor in that game was that there was no Luka for Dallas the second time they played. It was in Houston, and Luka was out. That was his first game out with that uh, ankle the second time he sprained it. And so KP had 35 points. He was awesome in that game, but there was no Luka. So you don't really have, like, much uh, to draw from. Sure, both won a game, but, like, both are pretty heavy asterisks. So uh, I, what can you kind of like, what can you expect from these teams? I mean, I, it's tough to even gauge like the, the how they match up because we just don't really have much to, to pull from. Yeah. And, and we just don't, I mean, that's going to be the first really competitive game that they've, you know, they play in. I was talking to ex uh, assistant coach for the Mavericks, Melvin Hunt the other day. And he brought up the Disney thing and saying, "Nice name hey, drop. Nice name drop." <laughs> there you go. Hey, you dropped sharks, so I feel like I had true. To yeah, it. true. And uh, I did ask Melvin, "Hey, what did you think about uh, Atlanta's Disney, you know, schedule?" And uh, he called <laughs> me. A, he called me a scrub. But uh, anyway, it, it was a it was a fun uh, jab joke. But anyway, he, he we talked Disney stuff, and he said, "You know, th- Isaac." He's like, "There's 
no prediction of like well, the shape that these players are going to be showing up in. Like he said, it, it's impossible to guess. Like we're going to see players show up and they're going to be in crazy shape. And we're like, whoa, like this is crazy. And and then see other players that are be out of shape. And then there's the whole thing that's going to be game shape. And that whole thing, you know, we saw that with Luca and the whole miss, you know, translation of that, uh, the article with his trainer and stuff that he's like, it's game shape. He's not in, not in shape and like all that's different stuff. But yeah, I mean, we just don't know what that Houston game is going to look like. And I will say I'm kind of scared about the Sacramento game. That's the, that's the one little like trip up game that I look at and I see guys like Fox, Buddy Hield, Harrison Barnes playing against them, you know, going against the Mavericks again. That's the game that I'm afraid we can look at and be like, all right, that's, that should be a dub, but I think it's going to be a harder game. There is going to be kind of a sense of desperation Exactly. For as long as those teams are alive, they're going to be playing so desperate, so hungry, you know. And uh, the Mavs are, you know, they're they're basically locked in. Their magic number is two. And so if you just, you know, if you don't go 0 and 8, then you're going to make the playoffs. And so it's it's going to be up to Rick and to like JJ, Dwight Powell, Courtney Lee, you know, all the, the veterans who might not even play but are going to be there. It's up to them to like keep everybody motivated, focused, and everything because um, you have a real chance, in my opinion, to move up. And and honestly, if you can, you know, if they play the Clippers, then you know I'm I'm gonna pull out my Mavs pennant and I'm gonna be the cheering them on, you know, like crazy. But if you can avoid the Clippers, you really have a chance to like win a series and and see what happens, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that they're definitely in the discussion. All the teams that are after the LA teams, I think Dallas is right there with all the other teams that are out there. And so if you can take advantage of these games against the teams that aren't in the playoffs right now, then you can maybe move up. And if you, if you have a really good run, if six and two could get you to fourth, it could, it probably won't, but it could. So if you you got to take care of business, you got to win these games against the Houston's and the Utah's, and uh, and and give yourself a chance. And so I'm I'm hoping that they come out of the gates hot. But it's so crazy. Like I, I just they could go seven and one or one and seven, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, I kind of it makes sense, you know, because like, I just I don't know what to expect. Yeah, and that, and that's where we're all at right now, and we just look forward to what game's going to look game one is going to look like and uh, see, you know, with training camps and or practices and stuff and just hear what the stories are around the team. And then bam, game one happens with Houston, July 31st. And we'll, we'll all be watching that game and on pins and needles. Oh, we will be, I will be tuned in for sure. And uh, speaking of practices, the Mavs actually started practice today, Isaac, uh, you and I were not invited. Um, Close to the media, which whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, they were back in action. You can find all of their interviews. Um, did some Zoom calls. Uh, today it was uh, Rick and Donnie, but tomorrow I believe uh, maybe Luca might talk. And then the day after, maybe KP might talk. And you're going to hear from most of these players before they head out to Orlando at the, at the beginning of next week. And so uh, subscribe to Dallas Mavs on YouTube. You'll be able to see all those interviews in full. And then if you follow the Mavs on Twitter, IG, anywhere, then uh, you'll be able to see some of the top pilots from those interviews as well. So it'll be good to, to talk to those guys, to hear from them, and uh, see you know see what their mindset is like before we head out there and – well, before they head out there. Are you going to Orlando, Isaac? 
Uh, unfortunately, I can't. I had to turn down my invitation. Oh, okay. Well, and that sucks. Yeah. They might have sent mine. Our mail center at my apartment complex has actually been closed for a while during all this. So there's a chance that they invited. I'm, I'm going to leave it open, but I'm guessing that uh, that that they're going to have to go down there without me. But we'll see. We'll see. Good change. Uh, Isaac, I appreciate you joining me, man. Uh, and uh, we will be back, I'm sure, soon talking about uh, all things maps. In the meantime, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. Leave a kind review for us. Uh, we are with you every single day of the week. And now that basketball is starting up again, man, there's going to be some a lot of good stuff to talk about between now and July 31st, whenever the games begin for real. Uh, in the meantime, he's Isaac. He's Isaac L. Harris on Twitter. I'm Bobby. I'm Bobby Carella on Twitter. Uh, you can find us all over the internet. Please check us out. And uh, we will see you tomorrow on Mavs Daily. 